You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family. Merry Christmas, and welcome back to our Advent uh, series for our podcast. We're reading through Luke's gospel and exploring the birth narratives of Jesus, but one of the things that we're doing to make this Carterville style is we are reading together through the voices of our church family. We're inviting different members from our body of believers to share with us. And today, uh, my partner is Will Kelly. Hey, Will. Hey. So, Will, uh, I know that some of our church members who are listening this morning, um, they haven't gotten the opportunity to get to know you and Morgan yet, and and uh, you've been a real blessing to me. But just for a short introduction to the church a little bit, how long have you been at Carterville? Uh, I've been at Carterville, I guess I've been a member for a little over a year now. But I started attending really about my sophomore year of college, so about four years ago, I and guess it was. you're a fairly recent graduate from William mm-hmm. Carey. Two uh, years ago. Man, and you killed it academically. <laughs> you're, very devoted to, you're very devoted to the Lord. And one of the things that has always impressed me about you, uh, for the first, from really from knowing you through reputation before I got to know you very well personally, is... Is man at a at a very young age in life you were very devoted to the Lord as you continue year by year by year uh, growing on your path of the Lord you're just accelerating that and I really admire your faithfulness to Christ so thanks man well thank you but yeah that's credit to the Lord and a lot of good people around me hey so. also kudos to a great wife man yes she's fantastic she's she's best person around me now <laughs> that's a good that, wise man wise man <laughs> you guys are kind of newlyweds still yeah nine months that's awesome man so, so um, y'all were a blessing to Lindsay and I recently mm-hmm. in our uh, Wednesday night cafe class on mm-hmm. on marriage. It was just great to be in a room with newlyweds that had some spunk and energy and mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Yeah. So anyway, That's all right. Well, Will, thank you for sharing with the church family today, mm-hmm. and I hope that your ministry is a blessing to them. So, yeah. what are you going to be reading? What what part of the Christmas story are you sharing today? Uh, yeah. So Luke one, and then specifically verses thirty nine to to forty five. So meeting between Mary and Elizabeth. Um, so we'll, we'll read it. So it says, verse 39, At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Um, yeah, so I think a couple, couple of things going on here in this chapter. So uh, Mary has just been informed by the angel Gabriel um, that she too will conceive and, and give birth, uh, just as Elizabeth has. Uh, and so she gives up goes to the hill country of, of, of Judea, a little town probably somewhere outside of Jerusalem. Um, and I think that's kind of the departure point for what's going on that's pretty notable here that's very challenging, um, is, is, is what is Mary going to do with this revelation that's been told to her that she's going to give birth? Um, and so the text says that she gets up and she goes with haste. She goes with haste. She's not just sitting around. Um, she... she goes towards obedience, and she does so quickly. Um, but really, you know, I think the passage here is about the interchange with the women and the men that they represent of John the Baptist and, and Elizabeth's womb um, and Jesus and, and Mary's. And uh, 
so Elizabeth is, is filled with the Holy Spirit, and part of this passage, I think, centers around who is Mary's child. Um, and so she cries out in, in a loud voice, uh, and she says, Who is this that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Which uh, is a pretty remarkable statement for, for a first century Jew to be calling this child in Mary's womb her Lord. Um, which she later, you know, says at the end of the passage there in 45, uh, referencing the Lord is blessed the person who believes those things. And, and I'll, I'll say, you know, to your point there, it's true that in the ancient world, you know, the word Lord could be a term that people would throw around out of respect for mm-hmm. a superior or for a leader, a governor, or a boss, but not so much in Jewish culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, because yeah. of monotheism in Jewish culture, that that word seems to have been much more guarded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and, and under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Elizabeth... Uh, has these eyes of faith to see that this child in Mary's womb is is not just another child. The Spirit reveals this is is the Lord, um, which, like we say, such a heavy word for Jews. That's at the bare minimum seems to be a proclamation of of a Messiah type word, um, and and could be even more identifying Jesus as you know his deity, um, his divine nature. And so I think that's the first thing in this passage is we think about who is Jesus in this Christmas season. Well, uh, even from the womb, Elizabeth is telling us he is the world who rule, Lord who rules over, over creation. Um, I think the second thing that really, really stands out in this passage is uh, Elizabeth's blessing uh, of Mary at the end. Um, and so there's several pronouncements of blessing within in the gospel. Uh, but the first one is, is here where Elizabeth uh, says that blessed is the one who believes. Um, and it becomes a story about, about belief and about trusting God. Um, and specifically, trusting what? And it says, is the one who trusts um, that will be completed or will be perfected, the things spoken to them by the Lord. And so I think it really pushes the believer to say, do I trust the things that God has told me? Um, and when you live in that state of, of trust and believing faith, then you live the blessed life. You live the life that uh, you find yourself in, in fullness and in fullness and joy. Um, it's the same type of blessedness that, that's in the Sermon on the Mount of blessed is the poor. Um, he says, is that. And so you're going to believe that what's God said. And I think, you know, the example here is, is Mary who is making haste down to the Judean hill country. Um, and the Lord has made so many promises to his people. And the challenge is, will you believe those things? And I think when you find yourself truly believing, you find yourself making haste and obedience, then, then you enter into this fullness of joy um, and being a partaker with God. So. You know, and this, I mean, this is absolutely the bedrock of faith, right? That, mm-hmm. you know, if God has said he'll do something, then even if you don't see it materializing mm-hmm. in your eyes, even if your present circumstances make it look mm-hmm. like that thing is impossible or out of reach, mm-hmm. if God has said he would do it, he's, he's good for his word. He'll do it. Right. So faith is trusting God in his character, in his word, that if he says he'll do it, he'll do it. Right. And here Mary is showing us really like a beautiful paradigm of faith mm-hmm. that God is... God has spoken to her, and she's trusted him for all it's worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's definitely one of the challenges. I mean, I know for me, the Lord's never told me anything as crazy of conceiving, you know, conceiving a child while while virgin, or conceiving a child even in advanced age in yeah. Elizabeth's case. And so, I think to the reader, it becomes a challenge to say, with whatever God has promised the believer, yeah, um, will you act on that that those promises um, and understand that He is faithful to to bring to completion the things which He has spoken. 
Um, and acting on that faith, I think there's one more pretty pretty important element here in this text is is Eliza's response here to what happens when she encounters the Lord. Um, and it's it's a worshipful tone, but it's one of very deep respect and humility. Uh, it's one of honor and amazement. She she very literally says, "Where where does this come to me? Mm-hmm. Um, how is it that this comes to me?" Uh, you know, the second half of 43, that the mother of my Lord should come to me. And, and the way that statement is framed is one of, of amazement. And it's not just that God is necessarily my buddy. He he is this, in his grandeur, he is the father and he's creator. Um, and that he would include me, or in Elizabeth's case, she says that she he would somehow give me the privilege of meeting my Lord, that she would somehow include me in his divine plan by giving me a child, John the Baptist. Uh, it, it just shows incredible uh, amazement and humility, and so it's it's a belief, and it's a belief that responds uh, with with just absolute humility. I think is one of the main things that comes out in Elizabeth's response here. Uh, one of the things that I love in this particular passage is that you see the work of the Holy Spirit um, so strongly mm-hmm. as these two ladies come together, and John the Baptist uh, leaps in Elizabeth's womb. Yeah, you know, Mary was just told, mm-hmm. "Hey, here's the sign I'm going to give you: is that Elizabeth, in her old age, she's going to bear a son." In other mm-hmm. words, I'm already working. I'm out there yeah. way ahead of you right now. Yeah. And so when Mary goes uh, to be in that space and witness that sign and engage in communication with Elizabeth, who God is already working mm-hmm. uh, immediately. The Spirit starts to to act, and John the Baptist is leaping in the womb like yeah. the forerunner of the messenger, yeah. already excited that the Christ has come near. I just love it, man. Yeah. I, I love this part of the story. It's such a vivid picture of the of the leaping, which is that fulfillment of, of he'll be filled with the Spirit. I think earlier in yeah, verse right. fourteen or so. Well, um, so I just I mean, I, how can we encourage our church family, you know, from this particular story? What are some of the things that you would um, that you would offer? our brothers and sisters today as they're mm-hmm. trying to be faithful to the Lord after reading this passage? Uh, yeah, so I think one is is recognizing recognizing Christ as Lord. And then it's like we said earlier, it, he brought about Mary's going to go on to sing a song. And I think that's you know part of the next podcast of, of the great reversal here yeah. um, of, of two women who were barren and who really, you know, shameful situation early Judaism for women, at least for Elizabeth and her older age and, and Mary with the possible scandal yeah. um, to realize that God is doing something incredible. Yeah. Um, so I think that's God's capability there. Yeah. Um, I think another challenge to encourage the faith family is to really believe that God can and will do the things he has spoken concerning his children yeah. um, and to act on those things. And I think lastly is to, with regards to what he has said, the, our response is one of humility. It's not something that we have yeah. generated. It's not something that we have manufactured. It's to say, wow, God has given me the opportunity to join with him in his work. And I know sometimes there's been things in my life I'm like oh my goodness Lord why do you want me involved with this this is such a like a difficulty or this is a mess of a situation you're trying to bring about redemption in and I think the challenge is to say this may be an incredibly difficult situation this may require my generosity this you know someone else may be setting a setback here and to not see necessarily just setbacks but to see the opportunity where God is, is working yeah. and to say wow you're giving me the opportunity to join to, to join in and 
and that just produces joy and amazement and, and humility to to become a partaker in God's blessed work. So good word, man. I love both of these ladies were humbled. They both worship so well. They're both obedient. Both great faith. Mm-hmm. It's a great passage. And yeah. Will, thank you for bringing it to our church family this morning. Yeah, my pleasure, man. I hope everybody is blessed as they try to serve the Lord on mission today. Hopefully so. Yeah. Merry Christmas, gang. Merry Christmas.